Welcome to the Authentic Conviction Podcast, where we believe understanding your own value will help you build stronger and longer-lasting relationships. So we're here with uh, my man, Mark Mueller, a.k.a. Baba Ganoush, and uh, we, we want to talk today a little bit about the art of building, and I would actually add to it, this is on the fly here, I would say building and maintaining relationships and the importance of that. And in our previous session, uh, we talked about the art of the call, right? And, and we talked about do's and don'ts and all that, but we can't ever get to that point until we fill a pipeline with people that we want to we wanna build a relationship with. So, um, like I said, we're here with Mark Mueller, very good friend of mine. Um, know him in a variety of, of lights, but, uh, you know, Mark was, was a coach for 26 years. High school football, um, most recently with Cincinnati Hills Christian Academy here in Cincinnati, Ohio. Built a great program. Uh, I was able to coach his, his kids, too, uh, while he was at CHCA. And also ran a uh, for over a decade, and he'll talk a little bit more about this, is a wellness uh, organization that uh, really, I mean, built a dynasty and, and, and built a nice, nice, a nice living for, for you and your family and was dealt some, some adversity in that that you had to overcome and rebuild relationships. So, you're the perfect person to talk uh, about this topic with. So um, welcome, Mark. Thanks for taking the time to do this, man. Wow. Excited to be here and uh, talk a little bit about some relationships, something I love to do. Yeah. And, and we just can't talk about all the recruiting you did while you were at CHCA, right? There's no recruiting. It's attracting. <laughs> we, we attract people at CHCA. It, it, it was a joke. It was a joke. So, <laughs> so um, yeah, I wanted to – I wanted to. we, we get into – to, to these sessions and we always want to have takeaways. So we want to make sure that we have takeaways that aren't just do's on what we need to do, but also don'ts. Right. So, um, one of the things that I would like to, to pick your brain on is in, in, in your success. And again, I, I think, you know, in, in our, in our quest for helping people build their own authentic conviction and who they are as a person, I, I make the argument that almost everything that you see people doing, and I'll use coaching as an example, nobody would ever equate coaching to what you would be doing now in a quote-unquote sales environment, right, or what you were doing in your wellness. When in reality, I feel like it is the same thing. You know, we're always, we're always our own product, and how people perceive that is based on your value, both things that you've done and things that maybe uh, unbeknownst to you are, are, are perceptions from other people, correct? Correct. So in, in, your, in your 26 years of coaching and your 10 years of, of, of doing what you're doing in the wellness community, what were some of the things that really stick out to you in, in, in your ability to build relationships? What are the things that, that helped you the most, both skill set-wise and practice-wise? I think, I think the biggest thing um, when you build a relationship, you have to know why you're doing it. And so whether for myself in coaching or when we were building our nutrition business, you know, I knew why I was doing it. Um, you just don't build a relationship just to build a relationship. There has to be a why. Why are you building that relationship? Uh, whether it's, like I said, the coaching or nutrition part, you got to figure out why do we need to be connected and what does that other person want out of the relationship. Once you've established those common grounds, and then it's easier to, you know, authentically build a good relationship with, with the person. Mm-hmm. Again, in our previous session, one of, the, one of the challenges I have for people is I, I, I would bet, any amount of money that if, if I brought, let's say, 15 or 20 salespeople in this room right now and I had them show me their pipeline, they would feel really good showing me that pipeline because they'd have 50 definite maybes on that list, right? Certainly. Because there's hope there, right? 
and I, I learned from you, get that hope out, out your mouth, right? I'd rather have 20 legitimate opportunities of people that I have a great level of respect for than 50 definite maybes that make me feel good because I may never get a yes or a no, but they're there, and that makes me feel good, but it doesn't really lead me anywhere, right? So f- for you, you know, I would say one of the do's, and we'll, we'll circle back to this, is do work with people that you would feel comfortable inviting into your home and having a meal with your family, you know, and, that, and not everybody really uh, buys into that. I do. But, you know, I look at you and we went through the process of partnering up, you know, when you had to go through a career change. And that was absolutely my guiding light in, in figuring out, you know, I want to build an organization that has layers of leadership and you were one of those layers. So the things I saw in you, that they were important to me. So how do you walk through that same process when you're trying to find those 20 qualities over the 50 definite maybes? I mean, like you said early on, it's about the relationship, and, and that has to start first. Um, when you're working with people and you're leading people, you, you know, A, you better have a genuine heart because um, especially in the sales force, if you're going in there just to try to make money, um, that's not a genuine relationship. You, you're, you're there trying to use somebody for something. And so having the conviction, whether it's uh, coaching football, whether it's in nutrition, whether it's in uh, sales, any, any form of sales, you've got to have that person's best interest. And once you have that person's best interest, then you can build a true relationship because you're going to ask the right question. You're going to put them in situations that are best for them and not best for you. So I, th- I think it all comes down to really having a heart for somebody else, um, and that will help you build that relationship. Yeah. So I'll challenge you on something. I love that. I mean, so, so driving your process is driven by their best interest, right? So how do you, how do you feel with this statement that it's difficult to understand their best interest until you know your own value in what you're doing? When I say that, like, what does that do to your mind? Um, it, it, it solidifies the truth. I mean, you have to understand what you can provide to somebody, um, whether like I, like in my future, my past, it was football. You know, I, I, I just didn't coach football. I wanted to build men. And that was my value that I wanted to do. I wanted to build these guys. And I knew that if I, I could build men, then we would be fine on a field on a Friday night. Mm-hmm. And so knowing what you want to do, um, knowing what your goal is to help somebody, um, I think is, is more important sometimes than, you know, what you're selling or what you can give and provide. And so knowing what's inside of you. So my, my yearning is to build men. Um, when it came to nutrition, I wanted people to be healthy. It was a true thing. And I knew that I had my hand on something that could help them. And so having, you know, that just that, that good value system inside of you and wanting to help people will all lead to some positive things. So you are the, you're one of the ultimate stories of, of building your own conviction because um, digging into this and maybe we can edit this as this is something you don't want everybody knowing, but you know, I, I was, I was intrigued. I was, I'm a curious person by nature. I love learning about people and, you know, learning your story with some of the products that you've recommended to me. And, and you've been a, you've been a, a extremely great leader for, for my health and wellness too. We've actually challenged each other during what's been a really tough year in, in this, this COVID-19 year. Um, but I learned that, you know, your conviction and how you help people from a nutrition and wellness perspective started with you as your, as a client, you weren't a a leader, you were just a a purchaser of products and a purchaser of mindset, right? We buy with more than money. We buy with our time and our, and our, and our sacrifice and commitment. You walk the walk 
and you went through a whole process. Tell me about that transformation of your health and your body and then what that did for you, you know, moving forward and building your business that was so successful. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it happens to, you know, a lot of people listening probably could relate to this. As you get, you know, going from a college athlete um, and, into a parenthood and, and raising little things, <laughs> you start worrying about them more than you worry about yourself. And so what I've, I found myself, I'm a bigger guy anyway, found myself at 6'5", about 300 pounds, um, very unhealthy, looking in the mirror. Um, I had three kids that I needed to provide for, a wife I needed to provide for, and um, kind of questioning if I was going to be around. And so that that had me looking for something to do. And um, for me and, and my belief, I, I had a friend at church <laughs> that introduced me to a product and a system and um, I believed in them. I trusted them. And I, so I put the product in and, and went from 300 pounds all the way to lost actually 44 pounds in 24 days. Um, this is not a testimony or anything, but I lost 44 pounds. I think I still hold the record. Um, and, I, and I regained my health. And so it wasn't that product that just did it. It was myself changing some habits that I formed before um, with the products, with the help of another person that I trusted um, and that changed, changed a lot. It changed everything. It changed my thinking. You know, I went from, uh, got, got involved with the company, went from reading zero books to, you know, you go to my, my office now, there's probably close to a hundred books that I've read in those, those 10 years. And so not only did I change my health and wellness, but I changed my mindset. Um, and a lot of, you know, not only how I treated myself, but how I treated other people. And so, um, from a coaching standpoint that I'm always going to be a coach, I wanted to help others do what I did. And that's what my why was to go help other people. Mm -hmm. And not only people does, does, uh, does he have many leather bound books, but his office also reeks of rich mahogany. So there's that. Um, so, um, you know, it's, it's, that's that, that, that powerful conviction, you know, I can, I can add to that a little bit. You know, I've told you my story. Um, I've written about my story and I talk about how I built my authentic conviction. And a lot of it was, you know, when I, as a seven-year-old, I had to watch what my mom went through with four kids when, when her husband, when my dad died, you know, that was Paul Bunyan, us kid. I mean, he was, he was everything to us. He was a breadwinner. He was our coach you know, he was all that. And I've kind of, as you mentioned now as a 43 year old man with, with three kids and, and, and a wife and people that depend on me. I always, I always remember, if not me, then whom? And I'll say it grammatically correctly. If not me, then whom? If I'm not going to be making the decisions that need to be made for my family, whether it's financially or whatever, whatever's my role in our family, who's going to do it, you know? And that is, that is a tough thing to, to, to just grab from midair and say, oh, I, I'm convicted. I feel it. I've got a story. You had a story, right? So now you move over from, from the nutrition wellness and not to take away from anything else in, in your life that would be similar to what I went through as a young kid and saw the financial struggle that a family goes through when somebody passes away or watching people not be able to retire because they didn't have the right leadership. I take that personally because I could have had that conversation with them, right? You may not have that type of story that I have, but how are you building that conviction now when you pick up the phone and reach out and say, look, I want to talk to you about things that are, that are very, very important because if not me, then who will, right? Mindset. True. Yeah. How are you building that through this transition from nutrition and wellness to your, your new, your new venture in the financial services business? Um, 
as funny as it's going to sound, it it's really hasn't really changed much because if you really think about it, um, I spent my whole life coaching and teaching people. Um, I, I just switched from coaching people on how to be healthy to avoid those situations if, if you don't take care of yourself now to protecting a family that um, if some situation happens that they can you know fend for themselves financially and I could be there to help them for that. So if you really, really look deep into it, just I went from one product to another product. Mm-hmm. I like to look at it. And, and, and both of them are, you know, you know, helping you know, kind of conserve their body um, or their thinking and being there if something does go wrong. Mm-hmm. So the process really hasn't changed. I remember when we were having our initial training sessions and things, I, you know, I, I commented on seeing you at our, you know, our daughters play soccer together and being in the parking lot waiting on my guy to stand on the sidelines with me and watch the game and block the wind at six, five. That helps too on a cold, I know cold my day. Role. I know yes. my role. <laughs> and, and seeing you pour 20 minutes into a phone call inside your car with somebody and always ask you, what was, you know, what were you doing? And ironically, I never once talked to you about what I did ever. I never did. Hmm. Um, but I was, and I was very curious, and I, and I loved listening to you talk about how, well, I got this, this guy or gal over here in, in, in northern Ohio or northern Kentucky, wherever you were, that really needed my help, and I was coaching them up so that they can go out and serve others. And now you're doing the same thing. And while it may not be uh, actual health and wellness, it's financial health and wellness, and as important. And, and so um, now going back to what I said before, isn't it? intriguing that we buy into this attract versus chase model because when the time came for us to have that meaningful conversation to say mark you need to join our team you know what went through your head did 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 you run through all the things i've talked to you about because i actually didn't about what i did or was it more relationship and and value driven i mean that's that was the bottom line was the relationship was built it was built the right way there was there was it was authentic it wasn't built on if I build this relationship, can I gain something? Mm-hmm. I think that's where a lot of people go wrong, especially in the sales business. They're building relationships to gain something. And eventually that will break down. There'll, there'll be a crack someplace where something's going to happen and the true colors will come out. And all along, our, our whole relationship, spanning five or six years now, was built on friendship. And um, you didn't have to sell me. I bought you a long time ago. So it was an easy transition. Mm-hmm. Who else was an important part of your decision-making process? Well, number one, my wife. I mean, my family. Yep. I mean, that's, that's, we, heck, I, I can't even cook dinner without, you know, getting feedback. And that's, I, I, I make fun of that, but that's, you know, that's a relationship was built the right way uh, for us. It's been 22 years now. And so that's a relationship that we felt that we built the right way. And if you can, if you can take that thought process and put it into, whatever you're selling or, or friendships, you know, it's, it's actually, it's almost like a marriage without all the little good things and bad things with the marriage. Mm -hmm. So you, you have to have that thought process of building relationships in that type of manner. So a lot of people that are, that are listening to this are saying to themselves, well, these are guys that grew up in Cincinnati that have a pretty good market that have, have spent a lot of time building it. I would all I would argue back to that though that 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 is the case. I know a lot of people that grew up here that were successful in their sports careers and their school careers or whatever it is that they do, but 
just aren't real good people. And so that in and of itself meant nothing that they'd been here for a while. One of my mentors actually, you know, moved from one state to a different state, didn't know a single person in, in the new city that he moved to and quickly became one of the top advisors for the company he was representing, which was a very large company. So, you know, I, I just don't buy into the excuses and the reasons why people can't do things. I instead turn my focus to, okay, what are the more practical things that people can do to cultivate, right? You got you got to, you got to prepare the land before, before you, you, you reap the harvest, right? Exactly. So what are some of the things that, that you've done? And I can, I'll lead in with one and then you can, you can expand on that a little bit, but you know, like for me, I, I spent a lot of time identifying some of the relationships that I value in my own life. And I create what I call, uh, I, I think a lot, of, a lot of successful professionals call them promoters or nominators, right? Yep. Knowing that if I need to call and say, look, I really want to help. By the way, the thing that I say is I want to help them because I never want somebody's spouse coming to me and saying, Joe, why didn't you have the courage to call Bill and talk to him about these things? Because now he's gone and we're left holding the bill because we didn't do proper planning. Now, it's really not my fault, right? But I need, I had the opportunity to have that conversation, but I didn't because, and I would argue that most of the time it's lack of conviction. Yeah. I'm more afraid at hearing a no than I am convicted in saying I have to help that person. You know? True. Now, identifying the relationships that mean the most to you and the people that can nominate you, but how are you building that network for yourself where you know that that pipeline is filled with good people that want to listen, that are open-minded and need you as a professional? How, what are some of the things that you're doing to do that? And by the way, one of them is something that you stepped away from and maybe have a passion for. How do you cross all those things that you're doing in your life to build those relationships and build that pipeline? Yes, I would, I would say the first, you know, this is going to sound pretty simple, but, but the first thing that you that I really need to do is always take care of myself. You know, I, I think a lot of people want to build relationships, but they, they don't understand that people are going to buy them first. And so, you know, it's a daily, I wouldn't call it a struggle, but it's a daily effort for myself to build myself. And so whether it's what books are you reading, what, what time are you taking in your morning to build yourself? And I think the, the better that you can be, the easier it is, is to be liked by other people and build those relationships. And, 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 and like you were pointing to, um, I always make a joke that, um, you know, a lot of people think that, you know, I, I have a lot of friends because I, I coach high school football. And I always go back to them and say, listen, um, I don't play all the kids on the team, so 50% of those parents don't like me anyway. So <laughs> you got to be selective with what yeah. you like. So, I mean, once you build yourself, then I think it's going to be easier for people to like you because once you, 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 you work about inside out, it's going to be easy when you're having conversations and people are going to know that you're, you're confident about what you're doing, that you, you feel good about yourself, that um, you, you are truly honored and um, not honored, but you are truly working on trying to help the other person. And so like a lot of people want to go straight to, I want to network. I want to find people. I want to do this. I want to do, I think if they, if they start on themselves and work on themselves first, that second part is going to be very easy. And then it's going to be easy to have the conversation. People are going to see your heart. And once they see your heart, it's going gonna, it's gonna to make the, the, the relationship a lot easier because they're going to want to know what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Yep. You know, it's, I, uh, and, and some of the, the, the stuff I'm, I'm writing, I, I did some research on one of my favorite all-time movies. 
Um, we put a teaser behind here, but uh, it's Goodwill Hunting. Okay. You know, and and, and the, you know this, is this kid from Southie, Boston, right? Is uh, Will Hunting, who's uh, an orphan kid and, and is a genius inside of his skull, but on the on the exterior is rugged and 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 a tough guy, loyal to the bone, right? But um, operates and has always operated through this fear of abandonment and and fear of failure and fear of rejection. And that's a that's a pretty common thing. I think more common than we want to believe. And so, you know, as we get to the tail end of, of this of this episode here, you know, we always want to talk about do's and don'ts. And so I actually have one that's a parlay of, of both. I think, you know, one of the one of the one of the do's I would say is you have to get your mind and your heart in a place where you are okay hearing some things that people may think about you that you don't like. That's a that's an odd thing to say, right? But the reason I say that is 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 one of my one of my don'ts is don't be afraid to ask questions that you may not want to hear the answer to, if that makes sense. So you know, for for me, you know, you can always avoid asking questions that you're scared of the answer, or you can just attack it head on because you're confident in your authentic conviction. You know, I mean, so as we're out building relationships, you know, it, it, you're going to learn how people maybe truly feel about you. Because when you when you push them, we had this conversation early on. Is it Mark, you know, all these people that you've identified on your list, half of them may not want to work with you. And that's not going to feel good. Right? Exactly. But you got to move on. Because if your intention and your heart is in the right place, it's hard to fail. You know, they may not see it in that moment. But... I would say one of the do's is get comfortable, all right, with with understanding who you are, and that not everybody is going to feel that way. Also, you know, don't be afraid of that, of that, of that, that rejection and that no, and don't operate from a place where you feel like you can't fail because if all, if all you did was go out and shoot layups all day at basketball practice, and then you're in a game, you got to shoot a twelve footer, you're gonna you're gonna be real prepared, <laughs> you no. know, so. Let's talk about some of the do's of things that have worked for you. What are some of the, the, the success stories on how you've been able to build and cultivate really solid relationships? And let's look at the last eight months or 10 months, you know, that you've been in this business full go beyond your training. What are some of the things that, that, that have worked for you and have made you feel that rewarding, warm feeling that you're serving people from a relationship building perspective? Yeah, you know, going on top of just working on yourself, then you do have to get into communication and, and talking to other people. And and the one thing that I, the advice that I could give people that I've learned a long time ago is learned um, to ask a lot of questions. And so anytime that I get in, involved in a conversation, uh, I really have a goal to w- learn way more than they learn about me. And so um, asking a question, keeping people talking, I'm asking why a lot. Um, what do you think about that? And, and keeping them talking, I find out that I can learn a lot more about a person. Now, and that information is getting stored. I'm going to use it down the road to maybe suggest something, um, bring up a, a situation that they might need some help in. But um, just get very good at asking questions and be very it's, – it's almost funny now when, when I, I walk away from some conversations, I said they did not learn one thing about me. And, and that's like kind of what I want, but I know a lot about them. And so just, just – Asking the right questions, learning a lot about people, um, and then having, like I said, that good heart to, to really want to help people. Mm-hmm. And, and being able to 
respond to some of the, the answers they get from your questions in a way where you can then communicate who you are as a person instead of leading in with it. Exactly. That's, it, that's kind of an art. It, it, it just, if you go in with the right heart, then that's going to be an easy art, uh, yeah. art for you. If you yep. go in with a, a green or, or sales salesy type of heart, then it's gonna they're gonna eventually figure out. So going in with the right heart, um, not even going into conversations, not looking for an outcome. Mm-hmm. A lot of people will go in, you know, wanting an outcome. I want to get a meeting with him right now. So yeah, the conversation being okay with just building that relationship, building that bridge, because mm-hmm. then you did a, you did a perfect example of it. You build a bridge. You might have had in the back of your mind that that guy might be a great team team member when you were talking to me, but you didn't say anything. You built a bridge. Mm-hmm. So when the time did come, it was easy for that person to walk across. Yeah. So building that friendship, being true, being honest, um, not wanting something from a person, being more of a giver than a taker Yeah, is the best way to build those relationships. People that, that, that wheel, maybe this is a don't, but don't wheel out the chalkboard. You know, I mean, the napkin it, in, my, in a football coach's case, don't go in off the napkin. Yeah. I mean, it's like it, everything's a quid pro quo yep. you know, in this, in this day. Oh, I did something for you. I, I actually tend to think that again, let's go back to our first principle is identifying the right people on the list. We're not going to bat a thousand, but most of the time, if we have the right people, those are people that if I gave them a hundred dollar bill because they didn't have any cash in their pocket and they had to go pay for something, What's the feeling they're going to have in their heart right away? They need to repay. I got to give it back. I need to repay somehow. And nobody, especially, and I, and I, I don't, I'm not picking on. And when I say young, I don't mean young in terms of age. I mean young in terms of, in, in, in a career that we're in, is they aren't ready to dive in and take the chance on leading in from a strength instead of a weakness. I think when I ask you for something, I hate to say it's a weakness, but. That's saying I, I need something, but I'm not ready to serve you, right? Where I'll call one of my strategic partners and say, hey, I got somebody you need to talk to. That's giving them a $100 bill. Now, if somebody does that for me, I'm like, I really need to help Matt out or Mark or Bill or whomever is lead in with strength. That's a great do, you know, and don't wheel out the chalkboard. That's just not, I, you know, nobody likes that, you know. Our old joke at, at, the, at our college bars it was when somebody said, how many have you had? And I said, nobody likes a counter. <laughs> but um, so, and I, now, so again, people listening, listening to this will say, well, yeah, you're, you, you've got markets. Well, why do you have markets? Here's another do. Get involved. Get involved. We had conversations. I mean, I coach a youth baseball organization. I love, I've learned more from my kids than they could have ever learned from me. And I played the game of baseball for a very, very long time at a high level. And I learned more every day from my kids. I would do anything. Any one of my players, if they're if I'm still alive and they're 60 years old and they call me and they need something, I will be there for them in a second. I learn from them. I love them. I've served them, and I've met great families. Do you know that I've never once asked any of my families for business? And I know that when the time comes when they when they need somebody to serve them, if, if, that, if it's something they want to talk about, that they see me in the light of me leading their, their, their boys into young men. I chose to get involved. You chose to coach sports. That was never your main job. You were able to do that because of, you know, your, your passion for it. You were a teacher. You chose to coach, yep. right? So you're getting involved in these markets. You're, getting, you're involved in a, in a BNI group. You're involved in, 
different communities, you're involved in a church, whatever it is, do take the time to identify those areas that you can really make an impact in and do it with a benevolent heart, right? Don't do it expecting something in return, but do it with a benevolent heart. So advice to people on how they can build those markets and, and cultivate those opportunities through the proper networks, through the proper channels. Yeah, I think, I think the biggest biggest single advice that, that I could give people is um, surround yourself with the right people. So you talk, you talk about, um, um, I, talk, I call them center of influences. Mm-hmm. Surround yourself with those people and make it a point on a weekly slash monthly basis to get in front of those people and sit down. Those, um, th- that's one way, just a center of influence would be perfect. You, you talk about networking groups, you talk about um, church, you talk about sport teams, those just being present, being there. A lot of, you know, if you go to a, uh, probably see it sometimes in practice you, you see a practice you'll see a group of parents standing or you'll see a couple parents sitting in the car and just listening to music or being by themselves you got to be intentional about building relationships and you got to put yourself in those situations to build the relationships and when you get there get there with the right heart don't get there with the, the fact that I, i'm going to stand out here and talk to you and i'm going to sell three of you some some type of policy or product or something um and i don't want to ever talk to you again because you're not buying anything you got to be true with your relationships, and once you be, once again, it, it all starts within. Once you get true with really what you want to do, in your heart for others, everything else will come easy. Yeah, so it's being the football coach. You know, it's I always compare it to um, the things that you can't teach. You know, height, speed, length, things like that. You know, I can teach a kid how to hit a change up the other way, or you know, how to keep the hands back on a curveball, or how to speed up for a fastball. Um, there's certain things you can't teach, you know, and I would say that I think a lot of times I, I would chalk up failure in our business to a couple of things, but the first one, in, in, in my opinion, would be people that think they can change who they are, and this is actually kind of the issue I have with some of the um, marketing organizations out there that think that they can just get anybody to come in and sell a product, all you got to do is talk to five people. Well, th- that might work for somebody that understands that, but you can't just turn somebody into a communicator overnight, right? They're an artist or a teacher or whatever. They may, maybe they don't want to do it. But is thinking that you're all of a sudden going to change because you have a product to offer or something that you can provide for somebody, that's, that, that's the height, speed, the, the unteachables is maybe building relationships just isn't my thing. And by the way, that's okay. Now you can find your thing is understanding that, you know, your, your, your natural abilities will either make it easier for you or harder on you to do this job. Um, but then getting to a point where you're, you're aware that it takes time to build something the right way. And we talk about something called commission breath. Oh, yeah. And so if I want success right now, give it to me right now, it doesn't allow you. Imagine going to a farmer and saying, "Hey, I need," and, and it's January. Say, "I need that that corn in March." I mean, it doesn't work that way, and our business is no different. So, the importance of you know taking time to do it the right way, and that right way comes with valuable relationships that you've built through your different networks. And by the way, continue to build, right? Certainly. So, how many relationships do you have today, as we sit here today, that you didn't have twelve months ago because of your ability to build new? both networks, uh, marketplaces, and people. Wow. It would be, be a hard number to count. Um, 
Are they there? I mean, have they're you been able to? They're definitely there. And it's, you know, you, you think about, um, you, you mentioned, you know, fields and crops. I mean, it's basically what you're, you got to plant, you got to take time, you got to weed it, you got to make sure the seed's watered. And that's that's what you think about um, when it comes to relationships, is, is taking your time and doing the right things to to grow that out of harvest. And, and so, you know, I, I probably couldn't even count the new relationships I have. Um, and um, I just know one thing, it takes time. Mm-hmm. It takes time and then it takes intentional effort um, to build those relationships the right way. And uh, eventually the harvest will come. Yeah. Yep. So I, I try to um, anecdotally share, you know, some, some things that, uh, that, that hopefully resonate. I get that hope out of my mouth, right? Better get that hope that out. Resonate with people. And, you know, I would say that one of the things, and we've, we've gone over quite a few do's and don'ts. We've spread them out over this. Um, but I, but I, w- I want to give a few more, and then we can bring this to, to a wrap here. But one of the do's is I would say do approach every situation as if it's dire, even if it's not. I have a very uh, close client of mine that I worked with through building a relationship with, with a center of influence. And it started as a, as a, as a, I think I would say more of a specific product driven conversation and it cultivated from there, which again is kind of the importance of of why we do what we do. Right. But, um, and it got to a point where we were talking about some of the impact that, you know, planning can have on their kids. And fast forward a couple of years, I get a phone call from this client saying, I want to thank you for the courage that you had and, and continuing down that road and having those conversations because we just got some, some bad news on, on the health of one of our children. And, and, and I will tell you, it was just it was about planning for their future and doing some things that were good for them. And they would have been robbed of that opportunity had we not had some of those meaningful conversations that we had a, a few years prior. So don't ever undervalue both the timing the gravity and the importance of the conversation that you might have with somebody that they need in that moment, right? Yep. Um, what would be a do or don't from your perspective that we can wrap with um, anecdotally or otherwise that has, that has been resounding for you in your quest to build your new business here? I would say the, the big thing is don't assume. You, you, don't, you don't know um, what's going on in, in people's four walls. And so um, it, it might look, look a situation could be definitely different. You know, we used to talk about waking people up. A lot of people will walk around in a trance. They'll walk around in the fog. They, they, if, if the old, um, I'm going to show my age here, but uh, in Cincinnati they had a commercial, uh, the Dunkin' Donuts. Um, time to go make the donuts. Time to go make the donuts. And so, if you don't assume that, and you don't under, you don't, you're not trying to, you know, kind of paint a picture for somebody, and you're actually taking the time to really build the relationship, you you really can get deeper into that person. You can find out really what they need. And so, uh, my my big thing: don't assume that you that you can see something from an outward. And, and sometimes we need to wake people up. Um, you know, the great the great thing about your story is you woke that family up to get some coverage, get to get something on. And so when that situation did happen in their lives, they it was an easy call to come. Thank you. And mm-hmm. if I remember the story right, which I know I do, is you were the one of the first calls. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's that's a big big thing. Don't assume and and wake people up. We have to wake some people up and, and get them out of the trance, get them out of the redundancy that the world sometimes put them in mm-hmm. yeah that's a great that's a great tip it's it, it is true you, those assumptions we talk about chicken lists all the time right yep. people always have a, a chicken list of 
of all the people that they're, I want to say afraid to call, but maybe a little bit intimidated, you know? And the irony is, is that almost every one of those chicken, I really don't have it anymore. I, 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 I will tell you, I don't, I don't really operate from a place of fear because I've, I have, I have enough tread worn off the tires that I've seen things that, that I know people need my help. Like we could literally be in Paul Brown stadium around 65,000 people and every single one of them can value from the thing that can, they can benefit from the things that we do. Certainly. It's hard to say in, in most professions. Right. Yep. But, um, you know, I will say that most of the people that end up on a chicken list are the ones that actually need our help the most. They're very good at what they do, but they may not be as knowledgeable and as, as proficient as what we do in our, in our lives. You know, it's like the, it's like the, the greatest attorney in the world is not going to go into the, into the operating table and perform surgery on his own heart yeah. or her own heart, you know? So we're good at what we do because we have a process that we follow, but don't ever assume that those people don't need us because they do. I'll even add, I'll even add a piece to it is something and I had this happen to me before my previous um, employment was the person that I was afraid to talk with was waiting for me and actually told me that when I finally brought up the conversation, like I've been waiting for three months, waiting for you to call me and now you're just calling me. Mm-hmm. So it's now I'm like that, that kind of stopped me from having that chickenless mentality of these people, are, the worst they're going to say is no. And that's mm-hmm. what most salespeople can't handle the word no but um you know fortunately my wife wasn't the first person i asked out <laughs> because i've been told no a lot so yep. i kind of got used to it and it led you to a place where you're happy so i'm very happy yeah but um well this has been great i i uh, we've covered a lot here this this won't be the last time we talk about relationships these are the foundations really that, that we that that grow everything else you know and and but but it starts with building your own conviction, your own authentic conviction that will give you the posture that you need to reach people, you know, in, in, a, in a more powerful manner. So you've obviously done a good job with that. I appreciate you taking the time to do it. And uh, this won't be the last time we, we see Mark here. So thanks for your time, man. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it.